Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast with Rick Fox. We're here to talk about the industry with some of its biggest influencers. From technology, trends, and current events, if it's happening in insurance, you'll hear about it here. Make sure to tune in every week and join in on the conversation with us on social media at Vertifor. And now, here's Rick Fox. Welcome back to another episode of the Vertifor Insurance Podcast, the VIP. I am the host, Rick Fox, and today, public service announcement. I think we are going to have a great conversation with Wyatt Stewart, Assistant Vice President of Federal Government Affairs at the Independent Insurance Agents and Brokers of America, better known as the Big Eye. And why I say public service is, I think the Big Eye kind of gets this... Um, kind of bucketed into this like like lens of, oh, that's where I go to get this or my E&O insurance as an agency. And I think the stuff that they're doing legislatively behind the scenes is incredible. And I think it's important that we all understand it and know it. And I thought, what better way to do that than um, let's have Wyatt on, kind of tell us what's going on. Wyatt, welcome to the program. Thank you, Rick. Great yeah, to be this here. This is going to be good. So, uh, like I mentioned, you know, kudos to you and your organization for all the work you do for our industry uh, on the Hill and all the stuff. I mean, I think 2020 was an unprecedented year for our world and our economy, and the independent agent was deemed as essential, uh, as essential part of the workforce that needed to support our infrastructure and keep personal households, insureds, as well as business owners as they transition into remote work from home environment. And the big eye was instrumental early on providing assistance at the federal level to ensure agents got access to PPP loans and also provided early indications and information about how issues surrounding business interruption insurance might affect our carrier partners and how that would trickle down all the way to the independent agent. And that's just one of the many things that's going on. I think this is a, a really big week, not that this is the only week you can listen to this episode, but this is the week of the Big Eye Legislative Conference. We're a couple of days into it now. Uh, Wyatt, I think, tell me a little bit about the conference, what's going on. I, I think at the end, let's tease them now, but we'll give them on demand how to find it and all of those things. But tell us a little bit about the conference. Absolutely. So this is our yearly legislative conference. Uh, in normal times, we have this in person and we have, um, you know, nearly a thousand agents come to D.C. to, to uh, take meetings on Capitol Hill with their members of Congress. Um, and we invite congressional speakers to speak to our uh, members of the big eye. Uh, obviously, with COVID uh, being what it is, we're going virtual this year. Um, and so we will have uh, some great uh, information uh, throughout the, the week. Uh, you can find that on our website. I know we'll tease at the end, but on independentagent.com. And we're going to be talking um, about a lot of important issues. And I think it'll be an exciting week and, uh, and a thoughtful week. And I think uh, agents will be able to learn uh, quite a bit from it. Again, I appreciate everything that you're doing. And I think it's, it's just great for everyone to get a, a sense. So let, let's, I'm just going to, I want to dig, before we go, I'm, I've got these questions I want to ask, but how did you, like, I want to hear your journey. Like, how did you get to where you are now? Just tell us the, you know, the Wyatt story. Absolutely. So uh, believe it or not, I'm one of those uh, folks that grew up in Washington, D.C. So wow. grew up um, around Capitol Hill, around politics. I know that's kind of bizarre. Um, and uh, I grew up in the area, went to University of Richmond. Uh, well, 
right after I graduated from University of Richmond, I started working for the Republican Party of Virginia down in Richmond. Did that for a couple of years, always knowing that I wanted to come back to DC and get involved in, in federal politics. Um, came back to DC, uh, started working on Capitol Hill for a member of Congress from the Richmond area, Richmond, Virginia, uh, Eric Kanner, who uh, was the minority whip at the time, um, became the uh, majority leader when Republicans took control of the House. Uh, worked for him for six years doing financial services policy and sort of business outreach. Um, and then from there went and joined the big eye doing government affairs with them. Have been with them now for almost seven years working on a great uh, government affairs team. Uh, I do uh, lobbying mostly uh, with Republicans in Congress um, and I've, I've really enjoyed my experience there working for um, independent insurance agents and um, their goals and making sure that um, that what is going on in Congress is not harmful to the independent agency. Which system. is great. That so is that, great. That is a good. And how yeah, I got that's started. a great. I mean, at Richmond Spiders, your baseball player there, right? Absolutely. Right. Yes, baseball there for four make you, years. Does that make you a Nationals fan as well? I mean, is that it? It it does. One of the uh, one of the great times in my life was when the Nats won the World Series in in twenty nineteen. I'm a Dodgers fan. I don't want to hear about it. a live sporting I, I, I event. I and uh, I don't want to hear about that. I'm a Dodgers. Fan. That was a tough <laughs> one for us. That was a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm okay. aware. So, all right. So here we go. Um, I want to, I want you to sort of like, let's, that's all great. We talked about kind of the overview of what your, your org does. And, but now I want to ask some questions that are really pertinent to what's going on. Uh, so can you share with us some of the legislation that the big I was involved with last year, 2020 to help lobby on the Hill, Capitol Hill on behalf of the independent channel? Absolutely. So last year was a huge year on Capitol Hill with everything going on with COVID and, and uh, how to help businesses, how to help small businesses. So a lot was going on and things completely changed sort of March of last year, as everybody knows. And we all started working from home. And so the lobbying business changed and we're sort of lobbying from home. But it was as busy as I've ever been at the big eye, just with everything going on. Um, when the CARES Act was first passed last March, making sure that there was a ton of money in there for small businesses and the paycheck protection program. Um, and then making sure that that money uh, was well spent and that businesses could have access to it, all sorts of businesses. Um, and over a year later, uh, we've had Congress set aside over $800 billion in funding for the PP, um, which is incredible. And it's probably the most popular program um, I've ever come across working on Capitol Hill. Small businesses have been able to take huge advantage of it. I know our agents have been able to take a huge advantage of it. Their customers have been able to take a huge advantage of it. So it's really been, um, you know, one of the things that Congress has done well uh, during COVID, I think, is, is, is making the PPP, extending it several times um, and adding more money to it so small businesses can get access and stay open and, and you know, keep employees employed, all that sort of thing. Well, again, that guy, I, I want to dig in just a little bit. Like, so what does lobbying look like in a normal, like before pre-COVID? Like, is that you wandering around the halls and bumping into people and trying to get their attention? Is it, or is it the same kind of like, well, now you schedule a Zoom and you used to just go to their office? Like, when you say lobbying, what, what's the... It, just give me kind of the differences like between the, 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 Zoom, the new Zoom world versus the, the pre-pandemic way you would lobby. 
Absolutely. So, you know, pre-pandemic, you kind of mentioned it, but we were up on, on Capitol Hill, going to congressional offices, walking sort of the halls of Congress, as they say, um, on a daily basis, just popping in for meetings, doing coffee with congressional staff, grabbing a drink with con congressional staff, um, meeting with members of Congress uh, to just sort of tell them about the big eye, what independent agents do, how important they are to the business community, all these sorts of things. Um, and it was much, you know, much, all those things are much easier to do in person, in my opinion. Obviously, things changed uh, with COVID and, and we live in a Zoom world for the, for the time being. And so we've transferred to doing all of those things virtually via mm -hmm. Zoom, basically, um, and via phone calls. And it's, it's really the same meetings, same, same phone calls, but we're doing it all, all, all virtually, all, all via Zoom. Um, which is which could definitely be challenging. You don't get the same sort of personal connection you do when you're able to just drop by somebody's office right. and catch up, chat for five minutes. But um, but we've all gotten used to it, as I think everybody um, in the COVID environment has, and and uh, and we're making the best. Well, of it. I think that's kind of the same thing that our our independent agents are going through, right? I mean, they've they're used to having a you know going to the office bringing in some donuts going golfing with the customer doing all the things that this sort of change i think it's interesting to see from your perspective but the same the same kind of things just in a different light um okay so so now we kind of talked a little bit about what was going on in 2020 what do you see continuing this year as we're and now right now we're right in the middle of your your legislative conference but but what's what's going to continue? Like what do you keep working on? Where where are we headed this year? Sure, we have a we have a lot going on this year. But can I actually go back and add one yeah, more thing? Absolutely, last, very important. I, I meant to mention. I know you want to hear a little bit about too is um, retroactive business interruption yes. insurance. What Congress was thinking about that? What some of the states were thinking about that? You know, when COVID first hit, uh, I don't think a lot of folks out there, a lot of businesses knew. Um, when they were forced to shut down, what did that mean? What did their insurance cover? What didn't it cover? Members of Congress did not have a clear, uh, some members of Congress did not maybe have a clear understanding of what was included in, in business interruption insurance. I think some maybe just assumed um, that pandemic risk was sort of covered in that, um, and, and it wasn't. So we had to work, uh, you know, uh, very uh, strongly with the, with our carrier partners to really just inform members of Congress what is in a business interruption policy and what isn't. Um, and so uh, made clear that uh, BI policies do not cover um, loss for, uh, for a pandemic um, and, and for COVID. And you know, for the most part, we made a, a very good impact. A lot of members of Congress understood exactly where we're coming from. They didn't want to change um, contract uh, law. But there was a couple of pieces of legislation that were introduced last year that would have sort of uh, forced insurance companies to uh, pay retroactive uh, business interruption coverage, even though uh, the, the coverage didn't, uh, didn't cover COVID. Um, and so we pushed back aggressively on that. It never really saw the light of day at the federal level. Uh, I don't know if you recall, but even at, at one point around last Easter, uh, President Trump uh, even brought up uh, his, his feelings that he thought insurance companies should pay um, BI I do claims. remember that, yeah. Yeah. So we got some members of Congress uh, um, to send a letter to President Trump forcefully pushing back on that idea. Um, and, and it, you know, I think it, it really worked. And, and Congress, um, after that sort of a 
flurry of saying, oh, maybe you should force insurance companies to do this. They sort of backed off and had stayed backed off. So that's, that's, that's great news. Um, we did the same thing at the state level. I think uh, nearly 15 different, at least 15 different states had introduced some sort of legislation on retroactive BI. We pushed back in all 15 states and, and nothing's been enacted yet. So I think we're in good shape there. Um, but it's one of those things where it really shows you the value of having a government affairs team in DC um, just to, if nothing else, explain to members of Congress what some of their policies, what the impact of that will be on an industry. Um, and so I think that was a, a great success for the big eye and, and for the insurance industry as a whole, to be honest. Well, it, it's, I mean, interesting times across the board, right? So um, yep. the world is now opening up a little bit. We, you know, with the vaccines and everything that's going on, we're starting to see some changes. So hopefully that continues. But so back to my question, I, I thank you for filling that yes. in. That's great. But moving forward, what, what's continuing into 21? And, and now, of course, because we are, right in the middle of your conference like what what are the the topics the hot spots what's going to continue into this year and through the year absolutely so uh a lot of important things um coming up uh this year one that is sort of always seems to be in the mix is uh the national flood insurance program we were able to get an extension of one year for that at the end of last year that's going to be expiring again this september we are gonna be pushing for uh, hopefully a long-term reauthorization of that program this year. Uh, we'd love to see a five-year reauthorization, but at the very least, we wanna make sure uh, Congress reauthorizes the program so that our agents can continue to sell uh, NFIP policies to their mm -hmm. consumers. That's one issue that's, that's always on the table for the big eye. Really the big issue this year that I think we're gonna see a lot of action on is uh, in the tax space. Um, the, the, the new, the incoming administration, President Biden and congressional Democrats um, have sort of a big agenda and uh, a lot of um, ideas they're batting around right now and want to see implemented. And in order to pay for some of those, um, they're going to have to make some changes in tax policy. And so uh, that's something that we're watching very closely. That's something that we're going to be pushing our, our members to talk about in their virtual meetings, to talk about the importance of, of good tax policy. Um, in 2017, uh, we had a, something um, enacted that gave small businesses a 20% deduction um, on their taxes. That uh, is something that's in play right now. President Biden has talked about maybe phasing that out for, for uh, certain incomes, talked about raising the corporate tax rate. Think about a third of our members pay the corporate tax rate. So any raise in that would have a significant impact on members. Um, for our pass-throughs, like I said, the 20% deduction, but also an increase in individual rates is significant. Um, and then, of course, um, the capital gains rate for M&A activity. Um, there's talk that uh, the capital gains rate uh, could go up, could be used as a pay-for sometime down the road. So th those are, are huge issues for the uh, insurance industry, for the uh, independent agency system that we'll be watching and uh, that we'll be advocating for on behalf of our members to make sure that their taxes stay um, at a level that, that's appropriate and that uh, allows them to continue to grow their businesses, add employees, provide good health coverage, all those sorts of things. Well, and that sort of leads us into the next part of this, which I was going to ask, and you're sort of already there, which is, well, I appreciate that part is what you're working on, but let's, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the change in leadership at the executive level. Um, yep. What you mentioned a few things, maybe just expand on where do you see this affecting our independent agents? Like really, what, what, are the, what are the things everybody should sort of be thinking 
Like what, what, how are they going to be affected? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, uh, I think this is something that, uh, you know, uh, President Obama said when he was elected back in, in the 0809, uh, elections have consequences. And I think there is no doubt about that. They have consequences on what kind of legislation uh, will be enacted, what that means for the independent agency system. Um, there's, there's clearly been uh, a change over the last six months. You went from having a Republican administration, a Republican Senate, and a Democratic House to having Democrats in control of everything. Um, and you look at sort of uh, what President Biden can um, and that's obviously uh, things that are going to be important um, to uh, the business community as a whole, but of course to the um, independent agency system. And their priorities are going to be different than what a Republican administration's priorities are. And so clearly that's something to keep an eye on, obviously with taxes. Um, you know, President Biden campaigned on, on uh, changing uh, the tax system to, to raise taxes on corporations and pass-throughs and individuals. That's something that's going to have um, an effect on, on, uh, on the business community, on the IA system, without a doubt. But then there's other things that maybe don't get as much attention. Um, obviously, with a Republican administration, you had a different, uh, a different view on regulation. Um, I think you'll see that you'll see uh, something much different with the Biden administration. Um, one thing, uh, for instance, that President Biden and congressional Democrats are talking about is something called the, the PRO Act, the Protecting Right to Organize Act, that would sort of change the way um, uh, independent, contra independent contractors are classified. So it would change independent contractors to employees, uh, which could have a big impact on uh, the independent agency system in terms of um, taxes and some other things. So whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, you are right now a fan of the big eye and the work that they're doing for our industry. Uh, is there anything else that we should be super concerned about? Or is there, and conversely, anything to be excited about? So uh, I, I, think, uh, I think it's going to be an interesting next couple of months. Um, and you know, if there's anything else to be concerned about, I sort of mentioned the tax thing. The next big thing we're watching for in D.C., is uh, this infrastructure package that President Biden and congressional Democrats are talking about. And uh, with that, it's gonna be, what do they decide to use uh, as the pay-fors for that, for that package? Um, he's mentioned he wants to raise, uh, and Democrats would like to raise uh, the corporate tax rate. So that's really um, one of the things that we are gonna be watching very closely the next two months is what do they use to pay for this infrastructure package? Is it just a raise in the corporate tax rate? Do they also uh, increase taxes on, on pass-throughs too? Those are really sort of the two issues that I see as being uh, front and center uh, right now um, in terms of uh, what the big eyes doing in DC and, and what is just going on in DC as a whole. Wow, uh, interesting times, I would say at the very least. Uh, and I would say very important for all of our listeners and all of our industry to be supporting the big eye, following the big eye, and staying engaged with what's going on. Again, it is the week of the big eye legislative conference. Today is day three of four. Uh, there's still a bunch that's still coming, so please go check it out. They're also going to do some on-demand stuff, not only just of the last few days, but of everything, so you can get it anytime throughout the year. But Wyatt, tell us, like, where, where do we get that information? Absolutely. So uh, just go to our website, uh, independentagent.com. 
uh, has all the information uh, you'll ever want about our alleged conference, about our federal affairs team, about all sorts of things. Um, so please just go to our, our website, independentagent.com uh, for all that information. And best way to get a hold of you, Wyatt, connect with you on LinkedIn. Is that the, is that the, the easiest way? Absolutely. LinkedIn or uh, on email, always uh, Wyatt, W-Y-A-T-T dot Stewart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T at iiaba.net. Connect with, connect with Wyatt, connect with the big I, have a voice. It's important that we're all very engaged, especially right now with the, with the craziness in the world and new legislation in place and everything that's going on. Uh, let's Let's all be, let's be active. So uh, White, I, I appreciate this, man. I'm, I'm hoping that the, the conference is a huge success. Uh, again, re reminding everyone to go out and participate in not only the conference, but the on-demand sessions. Thank you for being on my man, I appreciate it. Absolutely, thank you, Rick. I really appreciate the time. Uh, another great episode here. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And also go to vertifor.com click on the resources tab under podcasts and subscribe there as well. We do bonus content, great way to stay connected to what we're doing. Uh, like I mentioned before, stay connected or get connected with me on LinkedIn as you are with Wyatt Stewart. Uh, if you are connected with me, please send me a direct message. Let me know what we're doing right, what we could be doing better. If there's a question you have for our Ask Rick episodes, if you Think of a good guest that we should have on something as cool as what we just did here with Wyatt and the big eye and what's going on uh, or, or anything else that you might want to just tell, just tell us how much you love the show. I, I always want to hear that. Anyway, thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks again to Wyatt Stewart. Again, the big eye legislative conference this week runs through tomorrow and go to their website and you can find any of their, their sessions on demand as well. Thanks everybody. And we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast and tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. You can find more episodes at vertifor.com under the resources tab or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe and if you enjoyed this episode, share it on social and spread the word. Don't forget to join in on the conversation and recommend future guests by messaging us at Vertifor.